All I ask, Brooke, is that you show a little bit of appreciation that I just get 20 minutes to relax when I come home instead of being attacked with questions and nag the whole damn thing. You think that I nag you? That's all you do! Oh, Mr. McFeely left so fast. As soon as we started talking about divorce, I guess that's something he doesn't like to talk about. First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced. And I live in a van down by the river. Welcome to Last Men on Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt set up a booth in West Hollywood for consolation hugs for men emotionally distraught over the Trump victory. <laughs> They're now building a statue to Matt in a prominent position in the city. Also, those weren't hugs. Uh, Matt, you must have seen a lot of tears in West Hollywood in the, after the election night, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, my Facebook page is blowing up. One guy claims he got called a, quote, faggot seven times that day, which I said was a lie and then yeah. no one ever sort of defended it was only six you called him a faggot six times right <laughs> yeah, it could have been one guy saying it seven times but even that would seem a bit it was like immediately when pennsylvania was called for trump everyone just started saying faggot to him <laughs> yeah <laughs> like they were waiting, pretty much waiting for cnn to call it <laughs> all right they call it let's go faggot faggot yeah there's been a lot of that uh, uh martyrdom that took place i mean what percentage of these and and you know it, it sucks that i have to even have this conversation because now i sound like a dick but what percentage of these hate crimes are bogus? Like, it's it's bordering on, like, a pretty high number. I think a lot of them, yeah, they arrested that kid. There was a kid in Northwestern who desecrated, like, the, the Muslim temple or Jewish temple with swastikas or something. It turned out they were actually, you know, false false flags and stuff like that. They got arrested. Yeah. Turns out a lot of the stuff was made up, but it was made up that night. People were, were very, like, actually, like, in hysteria. They were, like, literally in hysteria, I think, especially young people. And I think because of the nature of the election, people expected Clinton to win. They actually just went into, like, a full anxious panic mode and just did crazy shit like that. Started, like, cutting themselves. And I think there is, a, I think there are people that became emboldened, if, if you will, to say shit after Trump won. But not in West Hollywood. <laughs> it's not like... It was not in West Hollywood where people suddenly... 40% of people suddenly discovered they were racist or, or homophobic. Yeah. Well, or first like of that. all, you just you wouldn't live in West Hollywood no, if you're the, the type thing. of person that goes around saying faggot all the yeah, time. Yeah, if you're in one of those swing states, I can see you. Like You probably, after you have Trump won, it's this whole victory dancing on the grave kind of thing. And probably some people get carried away and start doing shit like that. Not to mention everyone called you a Nazi for the last six months when you were supporting Trump. So I can see a little of that hate coming back, so... Congratulations on the statue, by the way. If you could have won city council, it would have meant something. Uh, this week's show is sponsored by the taco truck drivers that used to be on every corner. I shall miss you, low-end Mexican food street vendors. You never wore gloves, but we didn't care. We had indoor plumbing, and you knew it. Low-end Mexican food street vendors. Te amo. What happened to the taco well, trucks? Well, they're about to be de- de- deported. They're all being deported. Oh, Don't you remember uh, that Trump's guy said there's a he said there's a taco truck on every corner now? Oh, oh right. And right, now right. Uh, Trump is going to deport all the taco truck. I mean, all the, the undocumented taco truck drivers, which I assume has to be ninety nine percent. Remains to be seen. I mean, I, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't happen too. I love I love the place where you can get like a Mexican food like Mexican food with French fries for like three dollars. <laughs> There's just nowhere else you can get that kind of deal. If you like that red meat, you have to just not ask questions. Well, I never about the red know meat. how to eat that though. Like, do I walk around holding a weird paper plate? I'm not bringing it in my car. No, no, you know it smells. I mean? 
Uh, and it's always the meat is always there's they have different names for the meat, none of which seem to be a regular like beef, chicken, or pork. Yeah, like what is abodobo? It <laughs> seems know. like you just made that up. Everything's red and kind of you got to chew. It's, it's a good chew. It's a good chew. You got a nice bite <laughs> out of it. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter, Last Man Podcast, or on Facebook, also Last Man Podcast. All right, on to the show here at Rocco's Tower. Brian's enjoying the pizza. Matt's enjoying the uh, gay, is it called gay margarita? The gay margarita. The skinny. It's a low-carb margarita. They could come up. Can we come up with a better name than skinny margarita? Yeah, I thought about manly margarita is not going to work because margarita inherently is not a, not a manly drink. Well, also, the more matcha you try and make shit sound, the gayer it sounds. I, I, I don't know if I tell you a story, but I was a, when I, I was a young man in college on the spring break somewhere down in the south. Uh, there was one guy, we were a whole bunch of us guys went down there. There was one guy with us, went to a bar. It's kind of a seedy joint off the beaten path. We all had beers, and for some reason, he just wasn't masculine enough to order a beer. So we ordered a Tom Collins. <laughs> and literally, like, the bartender was, like, missing an eye. This little guy goes, Tom Collins? He goes, why don't you just order a lemonade, you faggot? <laughs> that was the bartender. That was one of my favorite things. I love that. And, and we all kind of were shocked, and then we were like, yeah, actually, that's how we all felt. Uh, all right, on to the show. You won't get that at Rocco's. You just get the skinny margarita <laughs> and some amazing pizza. All right, on to the show. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. I don't know where you were last Tuesday night when Donald Trump was elected president. When John Podesta came out, came out and, and covered for Hillary Clinton. I believe uh, I was being called a racist by my girlfriend, even though I'm not a Trump supporter really? at all. Yeah, okay. it's like we got to find the closest white guy and just fucking. Yeah, well, no, this is a bad. It was a uh, it was a good day, bad day for for white males because white males obviously won the election for Trump. At the same time, every single white male in the country became an immediate racist, xenophobe. <laughs> Anti- I had no idea. I'm glad I was <laughs> no. alerted of this. It, it really does. Honestly, if you're not a, if you're a white male who is not a Trump supporter, it really it became a bad time for you because you became automatically became labeled a Trump supporter. <laughs> right. It really just sort of horrid. Uh, after Trump won, my my theory is every day I've changed my mind on why the, Trump won the election every single day. I've had a different idea, so I realize I have no idea really. <laughs> Also, that the fact the news, all the people who didn't know he was going to win are now deciphering why he did win on the news. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that article on CNN, which was shilling for Hillary Clinton. It's like, uh, why, why did Trump uh, win? Why don't you mention that maybe since you had already called the election for Hillary, yes. I'm sure like two people just stayed home because they thought it was over. Fucking idiots. Probably were. Also, uh, black people have to take a little, a little responsibility here because they certainly voted in far less numbers for Hillary Clinton. That they did for Barack Obama, and as they mentioned on social media, social media they were going to vote for Hillary Clinton. Well, they don't need to take responsibility. They don't like her. I mean, that is a point. I think, but I think everyone thought. I mean, everyone just assumed all the pieces were going to line up. I certainly. I think you were talking about betting on Trump at the end, weren't you? You laid out some money on him. Yeah, he, he was like, that. was he thirty to? At one point, he was five hundred to one. In the, yeah, it was like the beginning. The, yeah, I think the stats guys gave him like four percent. Like the week before, I think at the time of yeah. the access holiday, the Billy Bush tapes, he dropped to like a four percent chance or something like that. Yeah, the money he was, was going huge. right before the election. He was thirty to one, and I wouldn't have bet on it because I was wrong. I didn't think he he could win. I didn't think he could win either. I just thought with all the money she had, the machinery she had, and all the other shit, she was going to win. But. Honestly, I'm settled on the fact now that she lost just because people don't like her. It's just people hated her. Yeah. Like, I think for all the talk about the Trump wave and all that shit like that, I think any other Democrat who was not so hated, I mean, Joe Biden, anybody would have beat Trump. And the, whatever the wave of Trumpism would have just never been mentioned. So, you know, yeah. it's kind of, kind of idiotic. It's very, it's, it just is indicative of how much people hate her that Trump won. And yeah. that's the DNC's fault. They hired all the people cheating for her to run her campaign. And, and they all told him what they wanted to hear. And they all said she was the best candidate. They all, like, yeah. played by the rule book she was laying down. So there was really, it was like an echo chamber, right? There was no one to say, like, this is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And I think after 2008, they learned that lesson, which is, like, 
She lost, first of all, she lost to Obama in 2008, and he was like a junior senator. <laughs> no one ever heard it before with a name that sounded like a, a Muslim terrorist. <laughs> so she's just, she's not a very strong candidate to begin with, but I think she learned her lesson was like, after 2008, was just destroy the competition before it even starts. Right. Because if I'm not the only if I'm not the only option, I will not be the option. That's one way to go. Or you could just do some basic self-reflection and <laughs> sort of question why you're doing this and no. behaving this way. No, she felt like every other great general eventually falls, which is just her <laughs> hubris and also being fat. So that really got there, too. <laughs> I can tell you one thing that happened, though. Not a single person, I don't know, anyone you knew, if anyone you knew in Los Angeles, anyone I know in Los Angeles thought that she was going to lose. But every, all the things I saw the last couple of weeks, and this is indicative of Hollywood, was like, she's not just, she can't just win. She has to win by a lot to repudiate Trump. It has to be like a big victory. <laughs> right. And I honestly think up until like an hour before the results, everyone just assumed she was going to win. I mean, the victory parties were planned. Everyone was going nuts. And then when the state started getting called, I think people really in, in Hollywood, I'm sure in New York, Manhattan, other places like that, that are overwhelmingly uh, Clinton supporters, just went into full fucking-fledged panic, anxiety, depression. I mean, they talked, they talked about it, and really, people became literally, like, suicidally crazy right. over the fact that Trump had won. And uh, they just had became Hollywood, you know, liberals in Hollywood and New York and stuff like that, young women in most particularly, just started inventing crazy-ass symptoms, <laughs> symptoms of what was going on. They started talking about their vaginas being confiscated. I guess their, their Mexican nannies being deported. All this shit. I mean, none of, none of which actually happens to them, by the way, which is one reason no, I think people not. like Trump was because they're sick of those people. But how, what was like the most dramatic thing you saw anybody write or say after, after uh, Trump won? Well, just I mean, it, it sort of ran the whole gauntlet of, of uh, emotion, the whole stage of the grief thing. Um, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't see anyone freaking out. I mean, I was trying to talk to people. So, all right. So my thing was, I don't want to be out in public and have to have political conversations yes. with strangers. No, the Because worst. I don't want to have to explain shit to people that don't know what they're talking about. And then if I say anything remotely criticizing Hillary, I'll, I'll then be again called a, a racist or a, a sexist or whatever. Yeah. So I stayed home. You like the sexist part. And then was attacked by my, by my girlfriend. <laughs> uh, There's nowhere to hide. There was nowhere to hide. Yeah. So there was that. There was that. We've been under siege. If you were if you were not pro Hillary, you're under siege for the last six months. People don't know what that was like here. Not not to mention, by the way, uh, not to rehash the argument. Hillary Clinton's not a liberal or a progressive. Uh, no, she's not. She's a. She, I'll tell you what she is. She's a woman, and yeah. that was driving women. That's why I said particularly women. I mean, guys. I think guys sort of like the guys I know wanted to her because they hate Trump, and I understand why they hated Trump, and they just want a Democrat to win. But women, I think, in particular, were really behind this idea that somehow their lives are going to get better if Hillary Clinton was president, which you and I will never possibly understand that sentiment. Uh, but they really firmly no, believe because that. because we think rationally and don't yes. believe in bullshit yeah, propaganda. We're mad. We're mad. Paid yeah, I mean, for by lobbyist groups. I think, I think on the show, uh, two, last time we met two weeks ago, I said, big, I, I assumed she was going to win, but the big hangover was me for these women who were all thought, like, Hillary's president, now things are going to get better, just like black people did in 2008. Right. And then wake up the next day and go, no, my life still sucks. It's just like, there's nothing she's going to do that's going to help me at all. Here's the, I, I could break it down. I mean, in, in all the sort of talks I've been having about it, Here's how I could break it down. In general, uh, in the modern era, Democrats are pussies who believe in nothing, and people realize that. Republicans are assholes who believe in things that are frightening and wrong. <laughs> but at least they believe in something, and people recognize that, and that's why they supported Trump. Well, I would say this, and uh, you and I, I know, did not vote for Trump. Um, and I actually, I actually don't actually know anyone who voted for Trump personally. 
I know. I no, well, local, you probably no know someone that voted for him, but not anyone that's like posting about it on. Yeah, Facebook. but California was like actually California outside of uh, well, District of Columbia, which is not a real state. I'm not sure how they get to vote. <laughs> and Hawaii, California is like the highest vote for Hillary. So it was definitely in LA was like 80. percent So it was definitely a monster Hillary place. Coincidentally, the by far the highest donating state, also California. Oh yeah, well, the entertainment news, entertainment media was just huge behind her, and that's. I think that was actually hurt her in the end because everyone hates entertainment people if you're outside of Los Angeles, and seeing rich white seeing rich white women talk about trouble the troubles of the common person just turns people nobody understands this they, and they can't help themselves and some of them actually are generally good people who really want to help but people don't understand that when you live in a mansion you have nannies and you have all this privilege in your life and none of the issues affect you personally. That you just we've talked about this so many times. You just no one either, people just want you to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Even if you have a good heart, even if your heart's in the right place, be like Bill Gates who just never says shit, just donates money. Like he donates money as shit, but you don't see him like railing on social media about his issues or things like that. No. He just he just donates like three billion dollars to you know malaria in Africa. But see the PSA that's like why, why don't you be born pretty hot and start fucking some rich guy who works <laughs> for fucking Sony and yes. then you'll have the time to blog. Yes. So, I mean, but that entertainment kills the Democrats. And like I said, Trump, I mean, he had three positions, all of which seem rather small minded. <laughs> they all seem kind of small minded, but they're easy to understand, which is like kick out the Mexicans, right? Stop the Muslims, stop the Muslims from coming in yeah. and kill all these trade deals so we can get uh, those awesome 1980s steel jobs, steel jobs back. I mean, that was like that appeal that uh, people like even if they didn't believe it's going to happen, they understood that. Like, we understood, yeah. like, shit, my, my job sucks now, or I can't get a job, he's going to make it better. Or he says he's going to, at least. I actually kind of agree with him on the trade stuff. Um, but, I I mean, let's be honest. Uh, most of his voters are just racist. Yes. Well, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of them are. Just, I mean, a lot of them are, I mean, 80 90% were just Republican, straightforward Republican votes. Uh, I would think people would have gone hysterical, no matter who the Republican candidate won, if they won. If it was Bush or Cruz or any of these other guys, I think they would have still... All Lena Dunham and all these people claiming how their vaginas have just become locked up by the government and, and they yeah. become slaves. They would have said the exact... They had the exact same tweet ready to go. all the Republicans were hardline um, pro-life or whatever. Yeah, what do they really care about? They care about you know immigration, open immigration. They care about vagina rights, reproductive rights. And those are the two big things. And the third one was just... The third big overriding one was just that a woman become president. I think if John Kasich... I was thinking about it. Remember John Kasich from way back? Yes. Who was running? The grumpy, the grumpy grandpa? He looked like Gary Shanley. Yes. And, yes. Uh, it's that big, sad beagle face. I almost think I might have voted for him over, over Hillary. I, I don't. And I'm sure that. Uh, I, I actually read his Wikipedia page, and I'm, I'm quite certain he was more progressive than Hillary. Yeah, Hillary Clinton is not a progressive at all, but she was a woman, which defined in the nature of the sort of divisive, like, group politics. But That's if, all that mattered. If to Kasich won, I think maybe, like, there would have been common. Well, he wasn't. He's not pro. He's not strongly, staunchly pro-life. So that would have helped a lot. He's not, and he's he's anti all the things Trump was. So that would have helped a little bit. But I still think people just wanted Hillary to win. So everyone, all the women uh, were just posting on social media for the last week. And guys, well, no one's actually left for Canada. There was a lot of threats to leave for Canada. No one's actually left for Canada. Or by the way, ask Canada if they want our mopious fucking pain in the ass people to come. Yeah, come why move are you there. assuming that Canada's going to take you? <laughs> no, I don't know. Way. Like here's like imagine there's Canadians at the border with like blankets for like. <laughs> Wealthy, wealthy women who are, like, who are upset over Trump to come across and move to Vancouver. Well, as someone who's been to every fucking province in Canada, a lot, lot of racists. Lot of- oh, in Canada? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. no, no, no. They weren't going to, but like, all the people, weren't, they were going to move only to Vancouver, right? Oh, to Vancouver. They want to move to Vancouver, which is a very progressive city. 
So I mean, that was their idea. They're going to move to Vancouver, and then they could fly. Then they could still be fly back to New York to shop. Right, right, <laughs> like right, really, right. really putting themselves out there. So uh, I, I think my favorite were, favorites uh, were Lena Dunham's uh, crying phone call to uh, Paul Ryan about how uh, she was going to lose her vagina. Her vagina was being locked up. What do you mean? Like she got his voicemail? Yeah, she, no, she called his office on the public number. Well, she left a voicemail. She recorded the voicemail, then played it on Instagram. Let's stop saying that when you're talking to a receptionist that the person you're calling is ever going to hear the phone call. Oh, I think it's just a voicemail. It's just a recorded line. If you'd like to leave a message. Oh. When you call the congressman or senator, you get that recorded line. So it's just totally inauthentic stage horseshit. Yes. Yes, oh, okay. of course. And then she cried and talked about how the grasp, talking about how people are going to start grasping her vagina. Uh-huh. Really, like no one just, wants to grab her no, vagina. She's no. disgusting. It's like the, way, the Trump win did not change anything in the country. It just literally didn't change a single thing. It just like people are just being dramatic about what happened. Right. Uh, like there's not like it wasn't like suddenly people who were not racist became racist, and people who were like small, big minded, very open and progressive became very small minded. <laughs> like it did happen. So nothing actually happened. It's just like now you just know your country a little better. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know what? Even if you're a, a deeply, deeply, deeply flawed person, people still recognize that you are indeed a person, yes. as opposed to Hillary Clinton, who I believe was some kind of um, weekend at Bernie's situation. <laughs> she was well. She was walking her dogs with Bill after in Chappaqua after the election. Oh, yeah, she staged a photo <laughs> just to prove how normal she is. She yes. did stage a photo shoot after the election. The last time she that really Bill- validated a lot of. Last time she and Bill went for a romantic walk was at least forty years ago, <laughs> and he probably went back and said he forgot something in the house and go fuck and go fuck, and fuck somebody else. They did else. paint on her face though. Pretty whoever photoshopped that was was pretty the good. The smile, you mean? Uh, yeah, and just the, the weird. I I don't know what her hairstyle is. Well, like, what is she like? Paul McCartney? What's? Oh no, it's just they tried so many. They focus grouped every fucking thing. They tried <laughs> everything, and actually, really, the only smart, the smartest guy in the election I saw interview was that guy who did the data stuff for Trump. He was not a political guy. He was like a data company that does like, you know, consumer merchandise. They figure out how to sell shit to people, like how uh-huh. to get them to buy shit they don't want, which is exactly what Trump was. Right. So they just sold them like a product and they actually maneuver, maneuver the data and got people like interested in that. Like, they could actually measure all this data online and see who's kind of interested in buying and push shit towards them and know what kind of ads to push towards them and micro, micro shit this stuff in like Michigan and Pennsylvania and all those places. Uh-huh. So they were, you see all those ads online, like on Facebook targeted to you for like products that you kind of want and you don't know how they do it. They did the exact same thing with Trump. So they found vulnerable, like, vulnerable people, you know, vulnerable, intellectually vulnerable people. Like, do you buy a lot of really cheap-looking red caps? Yes. We have a candidate for yes, you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, if I got you from, like, T-shirts with, like, fuck you on it, like, fuck you, whatever, God bless America, <laughs> to, like, Trump votes, stuff like that. They did it in a very, and they only had to move, like, 5% of the people, right? So they did yeah. it in a very smart, smart way. So there's something to be said for Trump is he does actually hire good people. All right, I'm going to get off the election stuff because it's driving a little left. We have four more years to go till the next, <laughs> next fucking thing. Uh, let me ask you more importantly about Christian bloggers, Matt. You, I know, are a big fan of uh, Christian blogs, Christian podcasts. Uh, I don't know who I don't know who your favorite uh, Christian author is right now. Christian Rock, all that yeah. stuff. Which, by the way, for the record, if you want to make money, there's a huge amount of money in that business. In the Kirk Cameron, uh, Amy Grant music uh, world, whatever, where they they go like, I've never heard of this artist before, but they're filling a stadium full of eighty thousand people. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Pop. 
All of a sudden, they're like, and you look at their like their net wealth, and they have 150 million dollars in the bank. You've never heard of them before. Yeah, uh, there is a huge, it's a very niche market, but yeah. but highly loyal market. Right? Yeah, you look at like the Kirk Cameron film on Jesus is like doing better than Transformers. <laughs> so you're like, how did that happen? I had a job in college. I was working as a landscaper, and the man who owned the company was a Christian, and he gave me Left Behind, and he said you should watch this. It's a good movie, and then I gave him. Uh, the Darren Aronofsky movie where there's a double anal dildo scene at the end. Yes. Oh, um, I love that movie. What's that movie called? Uh, Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. And then I was fired. Oh, really? Yeah. Because you think it was a double anal? Or was it, he wasn't an Aronofsky fan? I, I, yeah, I think he just had a problem with the lighting, some of the cinematography. <laughs> it might have been. Yeah, there's something about re- re- people that are super religious, they hand you things a lot. They like to hand you things. Yeah. Like, like, and they always do it very, like, in a very uncomfortable way. <laughs> like, they're just not good at it. They're just, they just hand you, like, books or the tape. Or, well, because people like me have yelled at them and been like, I don't, I think that your beliefs are fucking retarded, so please don't ever talk to me. So then, like, after that happens, like, several hundred times, they start, like, being more subtle about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, this Christian blogger, Glennon Doyle Melton, she is uh, one of my favorite Christian bloggers. She goes online. She has like a million followers. Everyone has, everyone has a million followers on social media somehow. What the fuck kind of name is Glennon? <laughs> I don't know. Melton? Yeah, well, Melton's her married name. Glennon Doyle was her, her, her... She's no longer married, by the way. So she's this Christian blogger who made herself famous, got her following by being the imperfect Christian. So her, imp- her imperfections included uh, being uh, 5150 for mental illness, uh, being anorexic, uh, being wow. addicted to drugs... And having lots of trouble and strife in her marriage, which you talk about all the time online. And apparently it was, it was enough that Oprah picked her out as the one Christian she would support. Did she ever masturbate or is she uh, She's probably that, talked or? about all this stuff. I could only watch a few of her things before I started to get a little, little light in the head. <laughs> uh, but not an not a unattractive lady. I mean, a fit, you know, a 40s, young 40-something, whatever, mo- Christian mom. You know, the Christian mom look. And, in, and, and a hot woman who's insane. Uh, not hot, but good enough looking like a, a middle-aged Christian woman, put together Christian woman who's right. just insane. Uh, anyhow, it turns out she's a, Christ, a Christian blogger. She is leaving her husband of uh, 14 years and, her, and three kids. She's leaving, taking with her uh, because she wants to fuck Abby Wambach. I don't think we've ever had that desire before, but apparently it's a very strong desire. Strong desire. Abby Wambach, she's definitely the, the top, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Top I mean, I, I, at, some, at some point we need to recognize just everyone on every single upper echelon women's athletics endeavor is a lesbian. <laughs> I mean, it's something just we don't talk about. We just assume that they're all lesbian, and it's actually true, as it turns out. Yeah. Like, like the one straight... So- I'd like one soccer player on the women's team just to say, I'm straight. Uh, you had that guy who came... A story about that guy who came out of straight. This would be the one time when that would not be obnoxious, when you just say, like, look, guys, I'm actually straight. Like, you, you could actually ask me out on dates and shit like that. Yeah. I play women's soccer, but I like dick. So just, just so you know... Yeah, I mean, in the locker room, I'm open to like you know checking out some tits, but yeah. mostly I I do sort of follow a heterosexual. I would say all the chicks who have the uh, leash blonde crew cut hairs haircuts and play women's sports, there's a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent. Abby Wambach seems kind of she seems like a a cool person, and that I she just seems kind of down to earth. But she's she's a guy. She's just a guy playing soccer. She is a guy with a vagina who plays soccer. Yes, she's definitely. A, and, and here's the thing. So. Th- Here's why I bring up the Christian blogger story, other than the fact you're a big Christian blogger fan. <laughs> so Glennon Melton, who is like the only Christian blogger anyone really knows, is leaving her husband to to uh, to have a relationship with Abby Wambach, a lesbian relationship with Abby Wambach. She just discovered in the age of 40. We talked about this a few weeks ago with the, the lady from Orange is New Black, the writer who's in her 30s and married for like 10 years. Right, right. There seems to be a new thing. I understand why Abby Wambach, by the way, targeted a 
seemingly a straight a Christian blogger who she knew had, probably was had you lesbian think this tendencies. Is a, a notch on the belt situation. Oh yeah, Abby Wambach's belt must be amazing. Just like I just st- stole some guy's wife. Yeah, and by the way, it's a leather belt that she punches the holes in herself. <laughs> she makes it lesbian class. They're Swiss Army knife. The only person to ever use that feature. <laughs> yes, she she pushes the notches. She makes her own leather. She pushes the notches in her leather. Uh, I think there's a. I think there. I don't. I don't know. I can't speak on behalf of lesbians, but I think someone like Abby Wambach, who's basically a guy, a very Let's, let's call her predatory in a nice way, because mm-hmm. all guys are kind of predatory. Uh, I think she must that must be an extra bonus points for getting like a, a married straight Christian lady, right? To be your new bitch. I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's what she is basically. If, Wom- if, Wombach, Wombach's not the bitch. Let's if, put it that if way. This is like her hobby. I mean, is Abby Wombach? I only listened to one interview with her, but it was it extended. Well, I she's think. married. She's married, by the way, to a woman who has been married for the last three years. Uh, so she's divorcing that woman so she can be with the Christian blogger. Who's but is divorcing she, her she's not an insane Christian person, is she? Oh, no. She is a, uh, insane, insanely good athletic lesbian uh, former drug addict. Well, if this crazy woman, she probably owns a lot of contraptions. And she's probably, you know, really excited to, to start doing lesbian shit. And, you know, as we all know, she's insane, which means she's really... Yeah, weird. oh, she got the big mouth, too. The big mouth crazy face. So she's great at doing things The big teeth, the, the big bedroom. mouth, and so when she does some facial expressions, or like a giant mouth overtakes you. Yeah, so Wombach's just picturing her. She probably has one of those things where you strap the dildo onto your head. And oh, then, yeah. Um, sort of go... Yeah, we never figured out the name for that. Uh, yeah, it's, the, it's Derek, not Derek Rose, marketed well. You know, Derek Rose has one of them. <laughs> Uh, well, I think to me, don't you think like if you're just put your mind in the mind of a like a you know an ambitious, let's say an ambitious lesbian woman, and who's been you know very felt very put upon as a lesbian and a second class citizen, and now you have this like you know well known million follower Christian blogger, mom, married, perfect family, kids, whatever else like that, you can nail that woman. Yeah, you can turn her and get her your way. That's exactly what I would do if I was a butch lesbian. Yeah, I mean that's how that's how men think. That's exactly how men think. How many men have wanted to turn lesbians? Look, it's not going to last. But yeah, no, she's of doing not. what guys do when they have the means, which is like, I wonder what it'd be like to fuck that uh, weird Japanese woman that lives across the street. And then they do that. And then they're like, <laughs> yes. oh shit, I wonder what it'd be like to you know fuck this uh, turn this. Yeah, you haven't met the weird Japanese lady across the street from me. Because most lesbians, let's be honest, they're not they're not scissoring on a regular basis. They're lesbians for the most part because they they don't like sex that much. Well, I think that's true of the Christian mom. I don't think that's true of Abby Wambach. No, Wambach. That's what I'm saying. Wambach is is doing some serious. I think the Christian mom is just. If you're complaining about your, I think here's the thing: Are these women really lesbians? Because I was gay. Spent so much, so many years. Trying to express to everybody who is straight that being gay is not a choice. It's you're born that way. It's not you know that, that for years everything like would you would I choose this if there was a choice to be a second class citizen and be discriminated against? Of course I wouldn't choose this. I was born this way. Right. So if in fact gay people are born that way, how do you have a conversion at 43 or whatever <laughs> after being married and having kids? I understand hating your husband. I understand hating being a mom. I understand wanting to get away from it all. Yeah. But how do you can you open can you really claim you just discovered you were a lesbian? They, by the way, then they always have to come up with stories about how when they were like teens at sleepaway camp, they had some experience that they just <laughs> sheltered away. It's always like because of course no one believed them at forty three. I so. think there's always a lot of gray area. Like for example, in I don't know a hundred years when they actually figure this out and teach it to people, they'll be like, so here's a real lesbian, Abby Wambach. Yes, she was born a lesbian. Yes, there's some crazy bitch. Yes, calling herself a lesbian. Or they could just set up a uh, bench press machine with actual plates on it. <laughs> that would work. That would work too. If they can't do it with any plates, it's just this fake, fake, fake lesbians. You're right. I mean, is it is it weird that like 
there are masculine lesbians and then there's, fem- there's feminine lesbians. I mean, it probably doesn't not that weird, but from a guy looking at it, that's a very odd thing to see. Because you're like, why is that woman? You know, why are they? They're so different. Like, why are they attracted to each other? I get the Wabi Wamak thinks she wants to fuck. She wants a lot of pussy because she thinks like a guy. <laughs> right. She wants to fuck. And this is a huge notch in that fucking belt. The thing that kills me the most is so the Christian blogger has to then they always have to put out the statement. One, two things. One, uh, the husband here, the divorcing, is totally on board and, and really couldn't be happier for me. Oh, and I'm like, they always, the Orange is the New Black lady said the same thing. I'm like, well, no, a. Well, two things. One, he's really embarrassed. This is really embarrassing for him that his wife is leaving him for Abby Wambach. But two, yeah, he's probably slightly happy that he doesn't have to see your face every morning. He can actually go fuck a woman who's like, you know, actually going to appreciate him in some way and not fucking look at him with that fa- sad face all the time. So, you know, I guess, I guess he's at least looking at a brighter future. What's for he really a- supposed to say? Yeah, like, no, I mean... You can't honest. really be honest about the situation. No, you can't be honest. You guys are just poor. And the second thing was she said how she and Abby now have their kids together and the kids are all having family dinners. And obviously the reason why they got together so they could have family dinners. Uh, that's why they started fucking. Uh, and their shared love... They always, they, gay love always has to be higher love than straight love. That the gay love is a special... It's a modern family. It's a new family. And this love in their family is so strong that it's giving the kids the bravery they need. And I thought that was, that was really beautiful. Then I thought to myself, like, why do the kids need to be so brave? Well, because their mom just left dad so she could fuck Abby Wambach. Yeah, I that's, mean... That's, gonna, that's gonna, not going to go over well at grade school. Whether you, well, even if you're an adult or a child, I mean, you've got to talk about it. Someone's, if you don't make a couple jokes about that, you're not a fucking human. That, that Abby Wambach is fucking your mom way better than your dad <laughs> yes. ever could. Yes. I, said, I, I, I kind of want to enroll back in their school just so I can make fun of those kids. Yeah, <laughs> if you can, I mean, I, I used to make fun of kids. You did, I'm sure, too. And I never had material like that. <laughs> That's just like, I mean, so, yes, the kids are brave now, thanks to the great love, because you put them in a really shitty position. And at some point, I think we have to realize that, like, in the old days, people didn't do that. Women were just, uh, guys were unhappy, women weren't happy. And they kind of, like, lived with a little unhappiness so their kids wouldn't be tortured, so their kids wouldn't be tortured at school, among other things. Right. And, you know, it kind of sucked if you watch all those movies about, like, Gay, you have to watch every gay woman in the 50s movies or something like that, how they were just tortured living these suburban wife lifestyles and gay yeah. men too. But there was like some quiet elegance to that fact that you were like putting someone else's needs in front of your own. Uh, you know, for the Christian bloggers, say like, I want Wombok pussy, like just break everything up. <laughs> and, to, and to say, okay, we all get that. Guys understand that like you break up marriages sometimes for a fling or shit like that. What they don't understand is the actual public adoration you seek for it. Like, no guy's ever, like, just left his wife to fuck the secretary and then said, like, this is a special kind of love. I really want, I want likes. I want likes on Facebook. That'd be hilarious, though, if a guy did that. Yeah. Like, it's just a love like my children have never known before. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I started fucking Paula in the the fucking secretarial pool. All right, let's get off the uh, lesbian thing. It's making Brian uncomfortable. Uh, That's because he has a new lesbian haircut. I didn't want to say that. (laughs) Right, let me ask you. We got a letter from uh, Amy. Amy, we don't get a lot of emails from, from uh, women, uh, so I take these very seriously. Uh, women are a minority. I don't know if you know, Matt. At 51% of the population, they represent America's largest minority. And the majority of uh, college <laughs> enrollments yes. as well. They've got it pretty tough. They're a minority and a majority. They, pull, they, manage to get, they manage to get both. They actually can vote into office whoever they want, and they get to complain when they don't like who gets voted into office. They actually have the privilege of getting meals paid for them and then while you're paying for the meal, they talk to you about gender equality. And then they don't offer to split the bill. 
Yeah, although this sounds like a personal thing for you. I'm not doing mad hate this it's week. It's deeply personal. This sounds like a bad episode you had at the Sizzler one night. <laughs> I bet the meal was like $13, too, and it still bugs you like 20 years later. <laughs> Something horribly low. Uh, she wants to know Ashley Graham. Ashley Graham we have to talk about every week because she's fat and she annoys me. Uh, she's also pretty, which I think is part of the reason I like talking about her. Because I know secretly she if like she could be like one of the prettiest models. From around. like the the collarbone up, she's fairly attractive. Yeah, I mean she actually actually did real workouts instead of fake workouts oh. and laid off the stuff. I think she'd be a very attractive taller woman. Um, anyhow, Ashley Graham got a Barbie doll. So sure. Ashley Graham is celebrating diver- the diversity of her Barbie doll. Her bar- so she demanded three things on her Barbie doll: uh, no thigh gap. She said she could have a thigh gap. That's unrealistic expectations for children. So she bl- she praised the thigh gap they put in there. Uh, she wanted to have a full leg, like full fat legs, and she wanted it to have cellulite on the legs. What? Are you serious? Yes. But the, the, the manufacturer came back, Mattel came back and said, no, we tried. This is all lie, of course. We tried with the manufacturer, but they're unable with plastic to make cellulite on the legs. Which is a total lie, of course, but they're just like... A, yeah, those, I can't imagine. Like, we'll do, we'll do kind of hefty Ashley Graham doll. We're not doing cellulite doll. Isn't though. it also kind of impossible to make a thigh gap on a plastic doll? Like, hey, the, you know... Oh, no, you've seen the, bar, you've seen the old bars. They have thigh gaps. Hard plastic. We can't make your fat legs crush together. No, this is... So, on the old bars, they have, she has those legs that are kind of dis... Yeah, distended. yeah. They're weirdly pointed. And she has no vagina, uh, but there's like a big gap in her loin. It's like a triangle. Yes. Yeah. So this one actually touches. I haven't. They haven't shown what's under the dress. I assume that you can't see even the little place where the vagina should be because legs are squished together. Although I know a lot of guys that would enjoy. So she's like, that. this has to be super realistic. Uh, it just has no vagina or. Yeah, it has to be super realistic. But Mattel, who actually has to sell the dolls, are like, oh, we'll make it a little large, but we're not putting fucking cellulite in there because it's not a medical fucking well, doll. If you're talking about cellulite, then why is she not like? And it has to have my same bush and labia like. It, well, this retarded. is a doll for little kids, man. Please. I mean, like, I would buy that well, one. Well, if we're so obsessed with the anatomical accuracy of the fucking doll, why well, would it not have a vagina? Uh, also, I believe they made it a little less fat than she is. So uh, Quite was, a bit less fat, was, actually. There was that, too. Uh, so Amy wants to know. Amy wants to know. Ashley Graham's Barbie doll doesn't... And it's, like, the same height as the other Barbies, whereas Ashley Graham's, like, a power forward. She like, is big. She's, like, a tight end. She's, like, tight end size. You think uh, Ashley Graham's the same height as the hot blonde Barbie? Uh, in my dreams, they're totally different. They're going down on each other. Uh, <laughs> that's what I used to do with the dolls. Uh, it doesn't. She says it doesn't celebrate diversity. It just celebrates fat. Now, let me ask you. This is something I agree with, Amy. I'm glad you wrote this. Uh, is, so the Barbie, Barbie has been putting out. I, I have to agree, even in my non-progressive self, that like having just the blonde Barbie from the 50s, the skinny-waisted, accentuated breast, I get that why well, that's an ideal for men and was for women at some point. I get the idea of putting out a diverse black Barbie, a Chinese Barbie, a t- shorter Barbie. I get how girls and women don't look like that, and at this day and age, they want more realistic dolls. But those are immutable qualities. Those are qualities you're born with. Those are qualities like girl, a girl is born short. What's she supposed to do? So she can't have a short doll? That makes sense she should have a short doll. You need like a G.I. Joe with a beer gut that works at fucking Best Buy now? Uh, that, yes, for me. I'd, I'd want that. <laughs> but the thing, well, here's the thing. So here's the thing. So Ashley Graham's quality, her, dif- her diversity quality, she's white. She's, she's tall. Her diversity quality really is that she's fat. So that's really, to me, it's like that old game of like which one of these things is not like the other. It's not an immutable quality. Hers is actually fat. Hers is an option, actually. Then she made a big bone or stuff like that. But being 40 pounds overweight is still an option. Yeah. So whereas you're telling girls with black dolls or Asian dolls that, like, it's okay, we're all, you know, it's okay to be your race. It's okay to be your height. It's okay, whatever. Ashley Graham is inherently just telling women, I mean, young girls, it's okay to be fat. 
Which yeah. isn't really, we've talked about it so many times. That's not a, she calls it body positivity. That's not a positive, that's still not a positive message. I mean, yes, don't, you know, don't kill yourself over being fat is a positive message. But not like glorify yourself being overweight. That can't be a positive message. So if you, for example, as a woman, get a Wu-Tang Clan tattoo on your face, do you, at what point do you start lobbying uh, Mattel to produce so that you know, it represents you? Well, at least a tattoo you can't get off your face. Well, I'm I mean, saying you're, you're, you're telling girls that like you're basically telling girls like, look, so you're going from like here's a here's an unreachable, unattainable goal of the old Barbie, which just made you upset and anorexic, and then you felt like useless and you're never going to achieve anything. So like here's the fat Barbie, which is telling you don't bother trying to achieve weight loss or healthy fitness. And by the way, your upside is that maybe you'll get the one job as a plus size lingerie model when you turn 18. Right. I mean, there's no, there's really no upside to being overweight. Uh, except for Ashley Graham, as it turns out. She's the only one who's found a way to make it work for her. Right, right. So you got to find a fine line there, which is like, okay, even if you do the heavy set doll, put her maybe in some like a gym, out, a gym outfit and, and some other things that looks like she's trying to get fit or something. I mean, it's not... Yeah, like does it come with a tiny McDonald's bag full, full of 20-piece nuggets? Like there was, It was funny, that guy, uh, who's the guy from Breitbart who's running the, the Trump stuff now? Uh, Bannon, I forget yeah. his name. I've never heard of the guy before. Uh, but they were showing his examples of his Breitbart headlines that were so disgusting to people uh, to show why he's a horrible guy. And he probably is a horrible guy. I have no idea who he is. Uh, but one of the one of the headlines was "fat shaming actually works," <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, they're like, oh, this is disgusting." <laughs> like, but you know, the guy's thinking like, uh, by the way, he's kind of fat. You know, the guy's thinking like, it's just funny because it's true. Right. At some level, yeah, you don't want young girls like hating themselves, but at some level, you want them to lose weight. Because it's really be going through life heavy, especially a younger person like that. It's just very unhealthy. Um, there's a lot of consequences to that, and so you can't be you can't be body positive about being overweight. It's just it's an oxymoron, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, people weren't overweight like 20 years ago, so it's, it's only rich people were. It's not like a, a natural thing to, to to celebrate. In fact, that's you know, just like GI Joe is pretty. Pretty jacked, pretty cut, dude. You know uh, that's why Barbie became um, popular is because it was an unrealistic uh, expectation. Well, or Jillian Michaels or someone like that who was heavy and then became got into fitness and lost the weight and became very fit. To me, that seems a lot more inspirational than someone who's just saying like, "Yeah, just give, just give, give up, and you're beautiful the way you are. <laughs> just surrender, just surrender." Yeah, that's such a modern. That's such a modern like millennial like outlook on life yeah and not to mention i mean look we we all know that cellulite is pretty unsightly and that that all women to some degree technically have it but uh certainly not anything to brag about <laughs> no well she uh, does love her cellulite did you see the ted the fake ted talk i mean i yeah yeah i saw that she's by the way you can did you know you can organize your own you can organize your own ted talk this is a razor this is an ingrown <laughs> hair on my pubic region i'm, I'm really yes. fucking psyched yes. about that oh my here's my i got hpv as a, as a teenager when i had unprotected sex small and i wanted to know about what toilet know tissue that. stuck to my <laughs> yes. anal region yeah here's me with my tampon this, this is, is all <laughs> fucking awesome shit yeah I, they're not all the same i just i just it bothers me that someone you know we talked about the christian blogger earlier it bothers me that someone has millions and millions of followers especially young people you know these are literally like the teachers the inspirational teachers of today they actually have a lot of influence over a lot of people just like musicians do and stuff like that but i think people inherently see like athletes and musicians they've kind of distanced themselves over the generations from them being role models Mm -hmm. but i think these people are role models 
And I think her saying that makes people feel good, and then they end up just being fat for a long time. Yeah, it used to be like love everybody, respect everybody, and now it's just like I'm really awesome because like I'm I'm kind of a fat person. You're more special for being you're being yeah. fat. Yeah, that's horrible. Uh, so how many dolls are you gonna buy? <laughs> and do they make them life size? Do they make life size? That might be kind of interesting. I'm still kind of in love with her. I just wish she would do something where she just said like, okay, 2017 of the years when I'm going to take like a million people and we're all going to lose, we're all going to lose weight. Well, the, the over under that she does lose like, you know, 70 pounds at some point and remake herself remain pretty high. So I would say 99%. I would say the minute she gets a, uh, you know, a Jenny Craig or something like that to put up like $5 million, that's exactly what happens. And then she turns over entire new philosophy and makes money off of that. Right. She's an, she's an opportunist. Still hot above the shoulders, though. I kind of like, <laughs> like that. That's better than most of the women I've been with. Uh, I want to do something called... Uh, we got rid of Matt Hate this week because I know there's too much anger from you in West yeah, Hollywood. Too pissed off, right? So we're doing the Idiot of the Week and the Winner of the Week this week. Uh, the Idiot of the Week is a tie. It came out as a tie. The, tie, the votes were tied, but it was like a 269-269 Electoral College. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a tie. By the way, if I have to hear from one more person about Hillary Clinton won the election because she got the popular vote... I'm just going to start punching. I'm going to start punching people. <laughs> that's just not... A, that's not the rules of the game. B, it, someday maybe California and New York will decide the elections. But for now, that's just not how it's done. I don't believe in the Electoral College, but I did like the sort of shit I read afterwards, which was, well, we'll just... We should upset the Electoral College. And it's like, oh, so you're advocating fascism. Well, that's why your fucking stupid-ass candidate didn't win. In retro, do, it in retro, do it retrospectively. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> retroactively. Uh... But the votes were tabulated in the uh, idiot of the week. It was a tie between Von Miller and Reggie Bush. Both, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know if Bush is a former athlete now or a current athlete. He moves Every year he goes to a different team and I disappoints I didn't even him. know he was in the NFL for so long. Well, he made a comeback. I mean, he was a, you know, he was a Heisman winner until he had to get back to Heisman uh, because his, he, was, he was giving money to his family. USC was giving money to his family. Uh, but every year he sees a new team, and they always talk about how he's making his comeback year. I think last year was on the 49ers, and the very first handoff or second handoff he got, he went sliding on the sideline, slid on the, on the slippery cement, and went to a wall and injured himself <laughs> was out for the whole season. Which is sort of like, there's, I don't know, if you, if you believe in God or don't believe in God, there's some point at which you have to understand a higher power is just trying to fuck with you, and it's time <laughs> to move on. It's just time to move on. How do you, why <laughs> did they put a wall that close to it? There the, wasn't. It was a stand. It was like he went across the grass, then he went to like the rubbery surface. <laughs> And it was moist, and he slipped across it and slammed into the fan wall, which is like, it's a good 30, he went a good, like, 30 feet. Huh. And he slammed his leg into it and, and uh, did something bad to his leg. He was out for the rest of the season. You know, he might have done it on purpose. If you think about it, if Maybe. you're Blake Griffin and you get paid 200 grand per game, yeah, why not just injure yourself by punching why a guy punch a tra- and a small tra- sit trainer? out the rest of the season and get the same amount of money? Then write an essay in the Players' Tribune about how sorry you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you could... That's always that's always an option. So Bush, uh, what, what did he do? So Reggie, Bu- uh, Reggie Bush, uh, he, he actually he's married. He got married to a woman who looks a lot like Kim Kardashian, which is really weird. Well, not so weird. I guess that's his type, you might say. Uh, he's mar- been married for a couple years, I think. Anyhow, he got a woman pregnant. As shit, you know, when you get married, then you get other women pregnant. Yeah, just like in the fairy tales. <laughs> And just, then you discuss what to do with your wife. Who yeah. I, I would argue is not a real wife at that point. No. And you're discussing if you if you find yourself around the dinner table discussing with your wife how much you should pay to get to have the, the woman you got pregnant in abortion. <laughs> That's not a great marriage. Although I guess better than the Christian blogger because she left him. Uh, this woman at least knows she's sticking with with Reggie Bush. That kind of sucks too when you marry when you actually marry, when these gold digging women actually end up marrying these guys. Then they're really tied to them. 
So it's kind of a catch-22, right? They get the money, but yeah. then they're tied to this fucking yokel for, like, no matter what he's doing. The guy sells it like, well, you know, it'll be kind of open. I mean, you know, we won't really discuss it. But then she's like, well, shit, you moved me to fucking Tampa Bay. Yes. <laughs> I don't really know any... I, I'm sure she could find Dick, but really it's like, shit, I'm just going to be watching a lot of TV while you're out fucking It horse. seems to me from watching a lot of uh, NBA Wives show and shit like that, that the one rule you don't break is getting other chicks pregnant. You definitely, they're definitely all, fu- all the athletes are definitely fucking At that women. point, you're just rubbing it in her face. Yeah, there's no way to hide it. It's just, I mean, everyone knows what's going on. They assume what's going on. But at that point, there's no way to hide it's it. It's not even that easy to get a chick pregnant. Uh, no. Well, Catholic girls. You have too. to probably not wear a condom and then come inside of her vagina. Well, like yeah, you're I not, think, you're not thanks, really thanks, trying. Thanks, Matt. That's, that is, <laughs> as it turns out, you're, you're onto something. I Wikipedia that that is where babies come from. Well, I'm saying you, I could go fuck it like, fucking 30 chicks right now and as long as like pulled out probably wouldn't get them well pregnant. if you use a condom you'd never ever have a baby really I so mean I'm saying it's like, there's very little effort on his part no these, these, uh, there's a weird thing we talked about before the show even started there's a weird thing with these especially black athletes where they really seem to like either the danger of barebacking these women or they just want to have a lot of babies out of wedlock I mean they, they want to have a lot of offspring it's the ego thing maybe I don't know it's just that they clearly know how to stop the babies from coming and they clearly sort of know the women they're with are gold digging, you know. If you think about it, having children and making a porno is essentially the same thing because you're just proving to people that, that you can fuck. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> that's, I, don't, I don't believe in that at all. <laughs> I just feel bad for the older white ladies on the West Side who have trouble having babies when all these, uh, <laughs> all these club, club trolls down in, in Florida seem to get pregnant the very first shot every single time yeah. somehow. Well, this one, the, the woman with Reggie Bush, by the way, uh, tried to have a baby with Alonzo Mourning, which, by the way, she should have known he retired from the NBA and seen the retirement packages. <laughs> but she tried to have a baby with him, but she, for some reason, I guess it must have been Mourning because she got pregnant later. She couldn't get pregnant by him, so she just went to find another athlete in Reggie Bush and had a baby with him. And no one seems to care. The wives, I don't think, care they're fucking around. But the wife then and Reggie Bush settled on $3 million. They're going to pay this girl $3 million to have an abortion. Which, Which I don't, I don't know the going rate is, but that seems pretty good for. I was abortion. saying that's a yeah, that's a pretty high amount. I re- I remember the rule was you just have to drive her and maybe split the cost, split the cost. It was <laughs> <laughs> like like a drive and two hundred bucks, and if you if you were a decent guy, you waited outside. <laughs> three million seems like a lot higher. The price has gone up since I was since I was a younger man. I was very surprised that he had the three million on hand. I mean, in cash, who has three million bucks in cash? That's uh, a, a well, I mean, payday. he got probably made probably twenty million in his playing career. He had a lot of endorsements and shit like that. He was a he was a Heisman Trophy winner. He was a big deal. He probably made all that money in USC so, too. She must be a pretty a pretty shrewd negotiator. Yeah, no, she might be one of the girls, that, uh, women that Trump is going to put on these trade talks. I feel like <laughs> most of these whores would be like 7,000 and think yeah. they like scored really high. I think they have people. I think those ladies have people they go to mm-hmm. that are really, we talked about the ring situation uh, last time. I think those people have, those girls, those scheming club girls, they go to like the learning annex and there's a class on how to negotiate all this, like how to negotiate like abortions and shit with, with married Today athletes. Today at the Apple store. <laughs> yes. So, but $3 million is a huge amount. So obviously that was not the opening offer. Uh, from Bush and his wife, but they gave her. Then they gave her the three million dollars and made the classic mistake of then not escorting her to the Planned Parenthood or whatever to get the abortion. Well, because right. you know you're dealing with a really high quality, credible person who yes. you trust. Hence, they're yes. sort of blackmailing you uh, for money in order to get an abortion. So why would you possibly not assume? That but I could tell. Could you see after they might like, be dishonest after a month of actually rough negotiations over the actual price on the abortion, and you finally settle on a price and you finally deliver the money in a fucking suitcase. 
I can kind of th- see you like just forgetting about the execution part. <laughs> That's just like it's been such, and your wife's been bitching at you for a month about this, and you've been setting on the price, and you've been paying for the price at home, and everything's been horrible, and it's finally settled, and you finally deliver the fucking suitcase like to the mob or whatever, and you're just like, okay, now we get to move on from here, and you totally forget about the fucking execution part. I guess. I mean, what what do you like? Oh, thank God Obama passed that law where. If you pay someone uh, yes. in cash to get an abortion, yes. they definitely have to follow through with it. Yeah. I don't know. I would have. I would have overseen the uh, procedure. Yeah. Well, push comes to shove, idiot of the week because she is keeping. She is keeping the baby, having a baby, having a baby shower, and she's going to raise the baby herself. I guess. I don't know what money she'll use. Oh, maybe the three million dollars <laughs> plus whatever she's going to get now for child support. And I've got to pay her every month. <laughs> yes. Too. Yes. Because according, he's going to like. Well, no, Judge, Your Honor, you should take into account the illegal three million dollars they paid her to get an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> They're so fucked. It's so stupid. I couldn't. I mean, his whole life now is just sliding across the fucking tarmac into the wall. <laughs> That's his whole life now. I love it. But he's tied with Von Miller, another uh, player. I like Von Miller actually. Yeah, uh, he doesn't gr- seem like an idiot. Like no, he doesn't seem like an idiot. He's definitely a great player. Uh, he was down in Cancun. Decided he was gonna fuck a. I don't. Was she a local in Mexico or was no? She, she's a Mexican chick from L.A. that was just in Cancun. Yes, Mexican chick from L.A. in Cancun looking uh, to uh, have sex with uh, you know. Guys with six figure, six to seven figure salaries. Uh, they had a wild old time. She filmed Vaughn Miller and herself having sex in, in the Cancun hotel, and then she tried to extort, try to <laughs> extort him. Did he pay her? She, she demanded money, or she can release the no, sex No, I think he was smart. He just went right to the. Uh, I don't even know if it's a civil thing, but he's he's suing her. He went so right he to like the fucking the Expendables, like sliced on, got him down to like, shoot her up and shit like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So by the way, as you mentioned, uh, extortion is actually technically illegal. So you're not allowed, you're not allowed to do that, uh, nor are you allowed to publish uh, revenge porn or porn of anybody without asking their permission. So she seemed like... Which is l- weird if you start talking about what's porn. Like, eh, maybe that's soft porn. I don't know. We kind of had my arm on her shoulder, you know. I think, reve- I think, I think uh, revenge porn is anything that is embarrassing to the other person, essentially. Oh, I got a lot of revenge porn yeah, out there. Well, like, <laughs> Mostly on you. Halloween one time? Jesus Christ. Imagine on you. But Von Miller went down. And so here's the thing I don't understand about guys. The reason he tied this week with Reggie Bush, who clearly is dumber, is you have to know when you're a high-profile guy or a man of means or something like that. Reggie Bush as well. But Reggie Bush seemed like he wanted to get this girl pregnant. I don't know. When the girl starts whipping out the camera in Cancun and saying she wants to you know, film you, <laughs> you as a guy have to know something's amiss here. Girls don't want to film, <laughs> film themselves having sex necessarily. That's always a guy's idea. Not when you just met, really. She's doing it because he's famous. She's not fil- if she's filming every guy she has sex with, it's because either she's really weird or she's planning <laughs> on extorting money from them later on. <laughs> if you meet with a fucking hooker type woman at a, at a resort and, and have sex with her hotel and she says she wants to film you too, isn't is there some alarm that goes off in your brain going like not when you're drunk yes, and or yes, high? Yes, probably it both. Sounds like a great idea at that moment. Yeah, like I'll do all this extra shit if you like. She probably said I'll do this all this crazy shit if you let us film it. Yeah, and he's like on his seventh whatever fucking drink, and he's like, all right, that sounds good. And this I think that me. he tactfully actually because see the smart way to handle shit like this which I'm not capable of doing, is to not be an asshole because people just don't respond well to that. Even if you're talking to the airlines or whatever, you just can't start yelling at people. Yes, bring um, it down. always bring it down. You got to bring it down. And so he actually went to her and was like, hey, you know, I just thought it was a private thing, blah, blah, blah. And it was that, a beautiful, beautiful moment. <laughs> yeah, that still didn't work. Um, no, she was He a, did everything he, right a, after the fact. Here's, a one, here's a one, the one area I feel bad about for guys who are rich and famous 
is that women are, are constantly, and not only women, they're probably their male third cousins and shit like that, their former high school friends, but women especially are just very opportunistic, opportunistically looking to take advantage of it every single stop. Oh. So they can't, all that shit you imagine about having this great life where you get to fuck all these chicks and all stuff like that, I guess you get to do that. But there's so many people trying to fucking earn a buck off you and sell your shit to TMZ or fucking extort you for sex tapes or stuff like that. Or sell your gossip, your personal gossip. That's the downside. That's why yeah. those people become fucking hermits living in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. Yeah. And especially now, Jesus. Imagine if fucking Frank Sinatra was alive right now. Dude wouldn't be able to leave the house. And she tried to sell it to TMZ, and they said no. Which I don't. I don't understand. Well, because they're not allowed. To, you're not. They've been through this before. They're not. They know, they know the sex tape business very well. Uh, you cannot publish. They cannot publish the sex tape if, unless both parties in the sex tape approve of it. Uh, it's a law. There's a law in California. It's, I think it's federal law now too, actually. Hmm. So it's a perform. It's a perform. It falls under perform uh, entertainment performance. And unless you've signed, unless you've been paid and signed off on it, they cannot distribute it. They would lose like. Then why are these fucking retarded whores still claiming that their shit was leaked against their will when that would obviously be? They're lying. They're all lying. They're all. They've all been signed I off. I know they're lying, yeah. but why do they not know that I know they're lying? Uh, because Vivid and the other companies that sell it, as part of the deal, insist they maintain the fact that they say it's leaked. Oh, it's part of the PR. Part of the PR around it. So it's so. like the, the poster for the movie. Yeah, it leaked. It leaked. And they, in fact, a lot of times they have them sue. They'll set up lawsuits where they sue the company, pretending that it was like not. There's not a deal in place. Jesus Christ, this country is real <laughs> fucked up, no, isn't it? That's, it's all. In the, it's all in the interest of better porn, Matt. <laughs> there is a high. There is a higher goal here in the end. It's so the guys can fucking have it fucking come a little harder when they're masturbating to the porn, thinking like, "Oh my God, Paris Hilton doesn't know that this tape was like sold no by her boyfriend." Masturbating to that shit. <laughs> really? they're, they sell. I can only tell you from knowing the business a little bit. The celebrity sex tapes, and they're all fake, but the celebrity sex tapes leaked whatever sell like fucking any nothing you would believe. They sell huge. No one's buying porn anymore. But they are buying the celebrity sex tape stuff. Right. It's all digital. But, I mean, they're buy- that's 90% of Vivid's business now is selling celebrity sex tapes. So huh. it's just it's huge. It's the one thing that voyeurism, I get seeing things that I shouldn't be seeing kind of thing. Is yeah, the one it's thing like now when I watch a Jennifer Lawrence film, I have, like, this whole new perspective on the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just looking at it from many different <laughs> angles. Yes. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, if you've been to a porn site in the last, so oh, 15 years, uh, but everything is labeled amateur now. Right, right. I mean, amateur is like, wait a minute. I, thought, I used to say that guy in professional. It's like, why is it labeled amateur? I mean, because it's just, he's not, he's well, it's not like calling it, It's the same thing as calling it a sex tape. It's like, what, so on a video camera, like with the big brick cassette? Uh, you, yeah. you mean a porno film right, well, that you made, right? You're, it's, it's amateur because you made it and now you're selling it. Wait a minute. That's not, <laughs> that's not amateur. No. I guess you could say I haven't been filmed by these companies before, I guess, but I don't know. Anyhow, that's what, got, that's what people want in porn. Uh, so Von Miller, Reggie Bush, congratulations, you tied. I really, really uh, feel like guys that are in their 30s or whatever, been around for a while, should be a little smarter with their dicks. Um, but I understand that it's really hard because with the Von Miller case, you're in Cancun, you're drunk, you want, and there's, the girl's pretty hot, big, yeah. big, you know, big ass and all that stuff, and you want to fucking get laid. And, you know, your mind, your mind goes out the window. I'm I get sure that. Von Miller learned a lesson here. I, I don't think this <laughs> is a regular thing for him. Teach it at the boys' club, local boys' club volunteering. The boys actually probably not a bad idea. These are the lessons, by the way. They teach all the rookies when they come in the league, yeah. and they never, no one ever listens to. Everyone just completely. Well, that's tunes why Von Miller. It. I mean, I'm sure he was with a couple buddies, and someone's got to. I mean, he didn't have. He's not Derrick Rose. He didn't have them both in the room, <laughs> but you know, someone's got to look out for him a little bit. Yeah, you need you need a, you need a handler in that case. 
right, winner of the week. I know who you want. Brian wants. Brian asked you want to know the winner of the week is. Thank you, Brian, for asking. I don't even know his name. The winner of the week is at OSU, uh, the Ohio State University. I fucking hate that. Yeah, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't know. The OSU student who laid a flying tackle into the student protester. Uh, <laughs> so after uh, you know after there's been all this anti-Trump protests and all shit like that, which of course is really the most impotent thing you could possibly do is like you know protest an election result. Because actually, the election is the most democratic process we have in the country. It's the one time when everybody gets, we have, actually have a real democracy. When everyone gets to vote, and then we vote on the president. And, uh, dumb people, smart people, everybody, rich people, poor people get to vote. And that vote counts. I don't have a... a I, I, I get protesting it because some of the shit that he ran on was pretty vile, but... Um, you got to protest. I, I know that some of those people didn't vote. Well, of course they didn't vote. <laughs> the young people don't vote at all. But the other thing, too, is like... The time to protest is before the election, and right. you give your best. You had four, but God knows this fucking election went on for at least two years full time. You had all the time to change people's minds that you needed, and obviously it didn't work or it worked or whatever it is. Okay, you Facebooked 6,000 fucking posts. You changed nope, not a single person's opinion, because by the way, all your friends have the same opinion. Uh, now is not the time to protest, but college kids, I understand, like to protest shit. So they're going to protest stuff. And this kid, so they were protesting, <laughs> the special fucking snowflakes were protesting with the bullhorn down with Trump or whatever, which Trump, by the way, just lives off that. He must watch that shit and just fucking, speaking of masturbating, just masturbate to that shit. I'm sure that he, he must, that, that just makes him stronger. All the hate shit just makes him stronger, which is. Well, unre- that's what he, he, look, he ran on pissing off sort of liberals. Either, either he doesn't care Why at all. Why would he care if yeah. you, since you have no protections here. I like to think that he actually enjoys it. I mean, either yeah. he doesn't, he's so narcissistic he doesn't care what other people think. Or he actually enjoys the fact that people are like doing protests against him and shit like that. Oh, he definitely him. enjoys pissing people off. He's not even a fucking Republican. I think he looks at those kids. No, he's not. I think he looks at those college kids and goes, those are losers. Those won't be my kids. My yeah. kids, won't be, they'd be fucking in business class or whatever. They're loser kids fucking protesting. So there's one kid, and they haven't announced, announced his name yet. He just comes barreling down the staircase. And at the Trump protest, the guy with the bullhorn, the leader, and just throws a flying tackle on the backside of this kid. It was like a kamikaze superhero. <laughs> yeah, it was dive. just. And it was like he just. And it was like he was coming down the stairs anyhow, and halfway down the staircase, he'd be like, "Oh, there's a fucking annoying student protester. I might as well just fucking run a little faster and smash into him." It's just you don't see. I mean, for all the fucking shitty ass slacktivists protesters in their fucking North Face jackets and their fucking camper tents protesting in, the, in a safe space. Where nothing can happen. There's no counter protest whatsoever. They shout everybody down. The administration, by the way, totally agrees with them. Has coddled them into like, you know, here's signs, here's placards. You know, here, yell at us. I'll come out. I'm the fucking dean. I'll come out. You can yell at me. It's completely changed from like the '60s. You know, protests. There's no riot cops with fucking water cannons. No one's being arrested. It's the safest fucking... They're in the fucking mall. Well, not white college kids. They're not being arrested. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's like... this Pull is that the, shit in Ferguson. You might get some tear uh, gas yeah. blasted in your But at the Ohio State uh, Union Mall, with the student mall, with the fucking security, college security around, you can do whatever the fuck you want, and none of the person's going to bother you, except for fucking flying uh, Randy Savage <laughs> down the staircase, which I don't even know if he's anti, anti-Trump protester, or he's just is sick of fucking seeing... Co- he's like... Fucking, I go to class all day. I work three jobs to pay for my fucking school here. And you dudes in the Guy Fox masks are just fucking in the middle of the day fucking just bullhorning shit. And he just so, fucking just got sick of that shit. So you're shit. saying this is probably a, an impulsive thing. He, I think it was totally impulsive. I think the guy was fucking up. like either late for class or late for his job fucking working at one of those mall stores because you got to put yourself for school. Right. And just saw fucking 30 fucking annoying privileged kids fucking with their masks on, their bullhorns. And just said fuck and just left the earth and just duck and dove into the guy's back. 
the rest is like the gasp, the ga- the reaction from the fucking snowflakes when he act- when there actually was physical contact between two people. When actually there was a result from the protest. Right. Like the ga- the collective gasp was like what killed me because these people have never actually seen a consequence before to their actions. <laughs> they've never they, they're nineteen. They've never had a consequence to their action before. They've never been spanked. They've never been whatever it is. They've never been punched in the face by a kid on the schoolyard. They've never had. They can say whatever they want to say. They can protest whatever they say without anyone fucking hitting them over the head with some something or throwing fucking bottles at them. Whatever the hell happens. Right. So they're the activists of the worst kind. And when the guy fucking made contact with the dude, knocked him over. There was like a. 20 years of all this experience, experience they've had was just like, fuck, someone just knocked somebody over. Yeah. This is fucking, this is like horrific. This is like I, a- I get the feeling he had like tried to, like, maybe I'm just projecting myself here, but see, I could do myself doing that because I'll be talking to someone and I'll be like, well, look, you know, I'm not a Trump supporter, but see, Hillary was really terrible. And then they'll like go off on some stupid shit. And then I'll, I'll like an Adam Sandler movie, I'll want to like throw a glass against the wall or yes. like break something. So yes. I think that's what happened with this guy. He just like he had a really sort of graceful way. Of, I think uh, it was just and to me, he represents. I don't know if it's going to like everyone's talking about like, you know, the protests are protesting about all this shit like and Trump's going to do and all stuff like that. I think what's really going to happen is dudes like that are just going to start throwing flying tackles at protesters now. Yeah. Because they're like just sicker. They're like, okay, the election's over. I think, I don't know what Trump being president means, but it means I can fucking throw an arm tackle at you if you're in my fucking way because I'm so sick of your fucking people. Yeah, it's great. Bullhorning all the time. I would like to kamikaze into fucking entitled cunty uh, college protester people with their safe spaces but I, I just I don't want to go to the hospital but I, I respect this guy for what he he's did. at first what I, what I thought of he's the first guy to put some active in the activism right <laughs> like there's just so much slacktivism and passive activism it's, it's poetic almost yes. the simplicity it symbolized like the one kid who just had because you know we always talk about this before and I've always over we all overemphasize how many kids on campus are doing this or how many pro- people are actually progressive <laughs> arch feminist protesters like that it's actually a minority of people yeah and most kids who go to college that are lucky enough to go to college, they understand they're there to get you know to at least go to school, to work, to get a degree. Their parents are paying for some shit, or they've got jobs to pay for shit. The protesters are not the majority of the camp. You'll see like a petition signed by five hundred kids and whatever, but like there's like twenty thousand students, right? Right. So this kid, like, and all these other kids, have felt really frightened to say anything about it. Like, just shut the fuck up. I have two part time, three part time jobs, and I do classes at six in the morning. They've been scared to do it. Now this kid's like fucking Trump one. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm going right into you bullhorn asshole. I was just, to me, it was just, it was like, it was like not quite like the person standing up to the tank at Tiananmen Square, <laughs> but it's sort of that, sort of like that moment, that shift <laughs> in time when like, there's just going to be like hundreds of dudes just doing that from now on. Yeah. And the kids are going to be like, the people, number of people protesting will drop by like 80%. I love it. No, no cause. All right, Ohio State, nameless guy who jumped into the, uh, jumped into the safe space. <laughs> Congratulations. You're the winner of the week. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. I know that you're kind of upset that Black China got taken by somebody else because you used to see her at bars and you were always trying to hit on her. Uh, she was sort of your dream. Your dream. You drew pictures of her. She was kind of your dream girl for the future. Really curious why <laughs> what she was doing. She was very creepy. She seems creepy. I don't like. I don't like anyone with metal in their face. It just scares me to begin with. Maybe a nose. I'll settle on nose. Maybe I can kind of understand the nose piercing. I can go with that. But once you start getting the weird face piercings. I, I just can't, I can't go with the nose thing. Oh, no, the oh, nose ring uh, to me was trendy, like a college the trendy The side thing. nose. The one in the middle weirds me out. Yeah, that does look like the bull, the bull, the bull thing, the, the cow thing. septum. Yeah, that, that seems like anything that's necessarily painful, I don't agree with. The nose side thing, okay, fine, I get it. You have to have something about you that you, you feel special about. But when you start piercing the weird face shit, 
Then I just assumed you were raped a lot as a child. That <laughs> just got to me. It's like, you might as well just put on your face, Daddy used to rape me, or something like that, because that's, to me, what it means. You had a traumatic experience, as a ch- some horrible experience as a child. Yeah. Black China clearly had that. So she and Rob Kardashian, she somehow, I'll give her this. She somehow, she tried with Tiga the first time. She made a baby with him. He turned out to be broke ass and didn't go anywhere. <laughs> But a stri- there's something about strippers. I hope Trump, if he really wants to be successful, just hire a lot of strippers to work for him in the administration. There's one thing about strippers and hookers. They know how the world works. Like we talked about the girl negotiated $3 million from Reggie Bush. Yeah. They're actually very savvy. These girls who started getting fucking molested and, and stuff at an early age and started being used by men then learned how to turn it around and make money for themselves. They have street smarts like nobody else's business. It's all the more impressive when uh, you're, you're ugly. Yes. There's, they're not just like the one thing about being like kind of a sex symbol type chick is that you're supposed to be attractive. So she skirted that. It's easy. It's easier for those girls for a for, a, for an unattract, a less attractive, unattractive squat looking stripper yeah. to make it like she's making it. Tells me that she actually pl- her plans actually are smart plans. She's like an evil Bond villain, <laughs> but she's actually got like some act. She actually lays out shit on paper and fucking draws up fucking storyboard shit how it's going to work for her. And she worked her way right into Rob Kardashian. She found the mopiest, fucking depressed, fat Kardashian, the only male, the only male still with male parts. And she just started fucking him and saying he's going to help him lose weight, which she didn't do, by the way. Um, and she got right in there. Now she's making fucking millions. So she got right in there. She got right on top of fucking mounted him, got pregnant. Making a show. They have a show, a reality show on E! She's now going to be on the main show. Where do the millions come from, though? Is she getting Well, millions? she's now got 6 million followers on Instagram. She, like, does covert, uh, embedded advertising. Yeah, embedded advertising. She's getting paid for the reality show. She and Rob Kardashian, who, by the way, himself never had a job before. He has a sock, designer sock business. <laughs> it didn't go very well. It didn't go very well. That's how you know he's not a real winner. No. If, if you have a lot of resources at your disposal and the thing that you pick to do is make socks. Oh, no. Worse than that, he didn't pick it. His mom picked it for him. Oh. So, because they all had jobs on the show. They all had to have fake jobs. You know, they all had, like, the girls were in the fashion or they opened boutiques or they did cosmetic lines or shit like that. So he had to have a job because his job was really so doing he's, nothing. he's, like, an astoundingly unexceptional person. <laughs> yes. So... The mom, because she hates the fact that she has a male son. She turned her husband into a woman. She really hates the fact she has a male son. So she gave him the gayest fucking side business again, which is fucking designer socks. And there cannot be a single straight male in designer sock business. That's just something that, like, it's just it's the most gay job you could have. And she made him do it. And like go to Macy's and Bloomingdale's and sell, like, his designer socks. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's just like, well, it's not like he couldn't have said no. Well, he was getting paychecks, man. He was getting like, you know, fucking six figures, mid six figures a year to be on the show. So he had to fucking follow along. These guys are making a lot of money, man. They're not just doing designer socks because their mom says so. They're doing it because they're getting a nice lifestyle out of the whole thing. I'm and by the way, he didn't really, he only had to fucking work an hour a week Jesus on it. I know, I'm making you really sad here. But she got on Kardashian. She got on the show. She negotiated all this shit. She even had her baby with the uh, OBG, the Kardashian OBGYN. By the way, worst job in the world. Yeah. The OBGYN for the Kardashian family. Yeah, I saw that on going to the gym and I'll do some cardio. Could could I just get away from shit for a second without it blasting Kardashian vagina <laughs> yes. on the TV that's yes. staring in my face for no reason? Like, I, imagine being the dude who's had his fucking everything inside of Chloe and Kim and Ma and the mom and shit like that. That's just like I want everyone else in the entire world to stop complaining about their jobs from now on. <laughs> Because I'm sure he gets paid well, not only for the, doing that dirty job, but for the fact he's never, ever sold a store to anybody. So he's the guy they go to because they know he will not sell their shit. 
so they can then sell it later on, which is the reason why I'm bringing this up. So he has like all the herpes meds like under different names. He's got that shit. He also will not sell like newborn baby photos or talk about pregnancy, shit like that. He's, he, there's never been a single story from him over the, the years. So they must be competent saving him extra special on the side mm. for keeping his trap shut. Because by the way, what they do then is sell that shit to people and us weekly and stuff for millions, of, another more millions of dollars, just so you know. Mm. Uh, she got, you know, the Chris, Kim Kardashian got, I think, $6 million for the Chris Humphrey wedding. For the exclusive rights Six to photo. $6 million? Yeah, for the exclusive rights to photo and video oh. they sold. So the reason they, they're like, why is she faking marriage? Well, they got $6 million. So Chris Humphrey, I think, got like 20 grand. I'd get married to Chris Humphreys for two weeks for $6 million. Yeah, I mean, it was, pl- it was planned all along. So they have the babies now. So here's my thing. I don't mind about the fake weddings. I don't give a shit about Chris Humphrey. He's a grown man. He didn't see what was coming. That's his fucking fault. But all, the, all these reality shows, not just Kardashians, but the reality shows, but especially the Kardashians, they've taken a new level. Use, they're using the newborn baby now, Dream, Dream Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> just put that one on the rehab <laughs> Put that one in the rehab clinic and rolls right now. That's that's not going to go. Asking well. for like the broken dream headlines. And yes, sh- you know what I mean. Like there's so many bad puns. Well, that- your mom is a is a streetwise unattractive hooker, and your dad fucking sells designer socks. <laughs> it's the emasculated son of a, a reality show family. So genetically, you're not blessed to begin with. No. And then you're growing up like fucking on camera being paid, and this kills me. This is what really kills me. They use these kids in their promotion, not only promotion, but on their show content, all the stuff like that. Newborn babies on social media. And those social media accounts aren't like your, your and I social media accounts. They're not just to like say hi to your uncle from wherever. They sell shit. Those are all commercial properties. They use their social media accounts to make money. They use their e-show to make money. They use whatever they do to make money. Everything is promotion for selling shit. So you're using these babies and kids who have no say in anything, taking personal pictures and personal video. I mean, a kid has to have his breastfeeding fucking... Just fucking wrap mouth mouth wrapped right like China's tit. Ugh. Like I mean that's just fucking not just an invasion of privacy, but those kids should they be fucking under some supervision from some authority like all kid entertainers are if there was a normal course of entertainment business? I mean they're being profited from and so yeah, like Macaulay Culkin, they, his dad may have wanted to, but you you gotta compensate the kids and how well, there's it, a you know the you know how side works because you used to wrestle with young kids. Uh, that was two weeks ago. Uh, SAG at least has protection for child actors. They're like monitor. There's tutors on set. They have people who visit the set to make sure that the child welfare is being taken care of. I don't know how well they do it, but they do it. Uh, but in reality TV and in social media, in the world that these Kardashians and other people live in, there's no protection at all for the kids. They can be exploited beyond belief for cash, and there's not a single thing anyone's doing about well, it. Well, it's obviously child abuse, so if... So Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, they're on an airplane. She lies and says that he hit the kid. Or maybe he did. I don't know. But the kid's 15 and taller than he is, by the way. Right. So it doesn't seem like a huge threat. He didn't anyway. punch him. He might have pushed him. This yeah. is a pothead guy. Like, who cares? But they send someone out to investigate. Oh, the FBI's investigating. Okay. So maybe someone should get on this shit. <laughs> it, was like it was on an airplane. I think the FBI's investigating, too. Yeah, no, just I think just needs to pass some kind of rule just saying, like, Look, you can't. There needs to be at least a third, per, third disinterested party who you have to get sign off from before you start using your kids. Couldn't do shit. this shit in Denmark, right? I mean, clearly, this is the only place where people are trying to. This fuck is the only. With and this is the only interesting weird this, babies that they just made. By the way, you can't have a baby just to have a TV show that's going to get canceled in three weeks. No, that's why they had it. The baby's, the baby's worth a fucking fortune, by the way. Uh, this is the only industry, and by the way, a Mike, a, a minority part of the industry. That you can think of where you're allowed to like put a baby to work, it's like that doesn't work in coal mining, 
He was pretty sure that would, pretty sure that would be stopped. Yeah. Uh, it's not like you can pull a jiffy loop when someone's got their fucking nine month old like working the working the counter. There's no other there's no other business profession where you can take your baby and put him to work other than modeling slash reality show kind of shit. And even the modeling is monitored, by the way. Uh, there's some there's just, a ton of shit you can't even do till you're 18. You know, yeah. you, you can't. Um, I don't know. But you, you can't do you new. Can't, mo- you can't even get a job until you're 14. You can't work at all till you're 14. You can't do a full time job till you have a high school degree. So or why 18. don't we just have a thing that says you can't sell your baby's likeness until it's? I would vote. I'm going to vote for that. And if it doesn't pass, I'm going to protest. And then I'm going to get a bullhorn and be really upset about it. Tough about my vagina is being taken away. You know, Matt, I am like a uh, 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 Holden Caulfield among the for the children. <laughs> I just, I don't mind adults fucking up themselves and the reality stuff and all these people want to be drunk housewives and fucking selling fucking designer socks and being fat on TV and talking about their fucking emotional trauma. Yeah. But you can't just take a baby or a child who has no say in the matter and put them to work. And even if they do an entertainment, they're definitely monitored and the money goes into a trust account. There's some third party that's monitoring what's going on with these kids. But reality TV and their extension of social media is like the one exception to that where you can do whatever the fuck you want with your, your little kids exploit them any way you want to sell anything you want and there's not a single person supervising anything anything around this save dream Kardashian it's just an easy law we could make by the way her first kid was named King Cairo and the second one she named dream and uh. I think she talked about she talked about how King Cairo has really accepted a new baby and I was just thinking like King Cairo ain't earning money man King Cairo's gone <laughs> to say bye bye say bye bye King Cairo you're going to fucking great aunt so and so house the rest of your life because this dream kid is the one who's making all the money. His name's Kardashian. So that's too bad. All right. That's my panties on a bunch this week, Matt. Let's end on this happy note. Uh, Gabby, you did a story on Gabby Douglas, who's being a little... By the way, she has big breasts. I did not know she had big breasts. Yeah, she's, this, she's pretty attractive. Once these girls take their leotards, their, their repressive leotards off, some are kind of cute. Now you well, have to. I think that you know the thirteen-year-old. You know, she's now <laughs> I think nineteen or. Well, but you always picture them as somehow as little girls because they're all like four eleven for one for their entire lives. <laughs> so there's that, and they have squeaky voices. Uh, but even now that they're nineteen or twenty, she's got some big, big bazungas, and she's an attractive girl. And so she got a lot of attention on social media. And as you wrote, she she was getting some racial racial taunting or something online, which wasn't even that. I think you and I, as white people, get worse racial taunting than uh, Gabby Douglas well, no, did. I mean, she got criticized for not placing her hand on her. This is some stupid bullshit. I, I, my point was just that if she was a white chick, no one would. Care no one would give her. a shit. So she no, she could be a. She'd have to complain about fuckboys then. Just <laughs> change it. There's always a victim status to be had. Uh, and uh, Emmy Rossum from Shameless. Uh, I love her, by the way. Uh, she was a victim of a massive wave of anti-Semitism online because she was anti-Trump. Uh, but when pressed on it, she could only find one tweet from some troll about how he was going to send her to the concentration camps or something like that. Uh, by the way, way people should not be allowed to claim victimhood uh, from from uh, nasty, racist, hateful t- tweets unless they find at least 20 to 30, I think. There right. has to be a rule because there are uh, 500 million tweets sent every single day. There are 50 billion or whatever it is sent every single year. So if you find one, you can find one of any single message on Twitter every single day. Right. And if you get millions of, twi- millions of followers, you're going to find a letter. I mean, she said there's one guy who wants her to die in the Holocaust. There's probably 20 that day that said they want to fuck her up the ass. <laughs> Another 30 who believe she's Illuminati, Freemason, conspiracy, whatever it is. That's just such, a, such an outlier to like what's really going on. Uh, and they, they were not the only ones. But it would here's be a, like if, if you recorded what homeless people said on the sidewalk and then sort of um, 
Like there's you know there's people walking around just gonna fucking nigger cunt fuck you know yes like so, so what well and troll and you know the trolls online are all mostly guys that haven't been laid in ten years and they're just looking to get a reaction so the guy who writes about the Holocaust may actually be a Jewish guy somewhere they're just writing shit to get a reaction they're probably not even the real racist right they're just dudes who will write anything to get under someone's skin so he Wikipedia sort of sees he's Jewish so then he writes some fucking you know Trump like Holocaust shit or something like that he's just picking subjects. But here's the real point, Matt. Here's what really has my panties on a bunch, and I think yours too, uh, though yours, uh, I think, are thongs. Uh, <laughs> it's that people just won't shut this shit off. They will not shut social media off. So they're on a, they're on a it's been well established that Twitter, Instagram, all these places have hundreds of millions of people. You can't control these people. There's trolls on there, and there are vi- people saying vile things on social media. They're not the majority of people. They're clearly a small minority, but they have a large impact because, A, when you produce one, Hollywood Reporter runs a front-page story about how it's a wave. It's a wave. <laughs> I mean, all you did, every story now, by the way, uses as their evidence of, of a phenomenon two, two tweets, two tweets to right. show the backlash. Oprah's being backlash for her whatever. They show like two tweets. Yeah, it's not like the two tweets, like there's, those represent 2,000 tweets. They're literally two tweets. They literally go through thousands of tweets, find the most horrific ones, and label those as, as a wave of the phenomenon. But here's the thing, Matt. Why the fuck don't these people just turn this shit off? If I had a channel, and I do... If I had a channel where people just fucking, like, even semi-regularly wrote nasty shit about me, and by the way, I have that, uh, I would turn it off. I would turn it off. I mean, I would just not go back there unless my life depended on it. I would just turn the fucking thing off. There's no reason why Gabby Douglas has to be on Twitter except, oh, by the way, she makes a lot of money off of it. Right. So you got to put up, you got to learn to put up with shit or just fucking change the channel. How long are we going to, like, give victim status to people who just refuse to fucking get off Twitter? I cannot take it anymore. Matt, you're on Twitter. What do you say? <laughs> um, you're a big, tw- you're a big tweeter. Well, yeah. I mean, the the whole thing is, aside from the monetary thing, if she's, she can just get off, she can sign off and um, not have to deal with it. But she obviously gets something out of it. So you kind of got to weigh the good with the bad. I mean, it's all stupid, but it, she obviously enjoys being on it. And then if she's making money, then that's just you know every job sucks. It's like, also, it's, it's like your friend complaining about his girlfriend over and over again. And it's like, after a while, just like, just shut the fuck, just shut the fuck up. You don't have to be, you don't have to be with her. You can change girlfriends. Well, and not to mention, it's just kind of disingenuous. I don't know about her specifically, but for the most part, it's like, you're doing this pr- to promote yourself. And so there's just very little victimhood involved. Because, Dude, I wish that the scary motherfuckers that used to live in my shitty fucking town that I could have signed off on that, you know? Yeah, right? So it's it's really just... I think if people think they can... Sh- I think that people are... Re- there's an environment now. This is probably goes into that fucking Trump winning thing. There's an environment now where you think you can get by through life without having to be hurt, be hurt by anybody else's opinions or expressions yeah. because they're wrong. I mean, they're wrong. They're morally wrong and therefore they shouldn't exist and therefore you shouldn't have to put up with it. Well, that's just not real. That's just not real life. I mean, what social media has shown is that, like, yeah, there are some racists out there. There are some fucking hateful anti-Semites and like that. They, people are always there. They were always there. It's just now they now you're reading a channel on what you're sending your messages. So nothing's yeah. really changed. It's just the fact that you believe you shouldn't have to see that stuff, and you shouldn't really in a perfect world. But it's not a fucking perfect world. That's you're what gonna, I was gonna say. I wish everything could be perfect. And yeah, like this shit isn't great. It's not. It's not. It's not great at all. But like compared to actual injustices in the world where I don't know, like your fucking family gets taken out by a drone at their wedding it's just not that big of a fucking deal 
Yeah, that's not how I use my when drone. When there's zero threat of actual harm, physical harm, or realistically emotional harm. It's, 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 it is emotional stress that you're putting on yourself because you're saying you cannot put in context that 10,000 people wrote me a nice message and one person wrote me a nasty message. Right. And there's a vile person. And you're taking that, you're taking that to heart. And it's because you're surrounded by this culture where I bet if she spoke to some of her like older black relatives, they'd have much worse horror stories. Right. <laughs> and I got a bad, I got a bad tweet. <laughs> I mean, that's just not, that's just not realistic. That is the actual definition of the snowflake generation, which is right. that fucking everything that touches them makes them melt. Right. And you gotta be, you gotta be a little fucking tougher than that. That's I mean, Rosa Parks would have, would have put up with a fucking tweet. There's just, there's a lot worse shit that goes on. It doesn't mean that you should like not say, call shit out when it's bad. But you have to put it. You have to have context. Does anyone have context anymore? Doesn't can anyone say like, "Thank you to the nine thousand people who wrote me a nice message," and "Fuck you to the one person who wrote me a nasty message"? No, there's no context at all anymore. And then it feeds into a media, which I think is looking for these stories. So it fits whatever their their profile they're trying to put together anyhow. And then all of a sudden, people think this. I don't believe this country is as divided as people say it is. I think most guys are kind of the same. Most women are kind of the same. I mean, it's definitely a gender. It's definitely a gender divide. But I think it's anatomical. I don't think people, I think 80% of people are all just about the same. Yeah. And it's a 20, 10% of you know, the 20% half of each side that gets the biggest ruckus that gets all the attention. Right, and so right. people imagine that we're all very different. But I, most guys I know are all just about the same. They want to fucking have a drink and get laid and fucking be left alone. And yeah. most of the women I know are sort of have the same goals in their same We all just want to like find a decent thing to eat and like watch <laughs> some TV. We want sex and we want a sandwich, basically. Yeah. That's and, and a job. And people want a job. They don't have to worry about fucking paying their rent. That's I mean that's ninety percent of what consumes guys every single day. Oh, well, ninety-nine percent if you include the sex part. <laughs> so we're not a lot different. On that happy night, thank you all for coming to Raw. <laughs> Rocco's today. Thank you to the audience. I appreciate it. <laughs> you guys were you guys were fantastic. Thank you very much. Uh, Rocco's in Studio City on Ventura. Uh, Brian, when are you getting that cast off? You seem like you're milking this thing for like some sort of uh, uh, workers' comp. Oh, this thing. is just an arm brace actually. And that cast is off uh, beginning of the month. You're one of those girls like I knew like back in the day who like always had a cast or a neck brace on. <laughs> it was like I think it was mostly just to get out of hard work and like just be suffering. Back in the old days, before back in the old days before social media, if a girl wanted attention, like for being a victim, she had to wear a neck brace or a back brace. Those were the tough days. Matt, do you have something you wish to pimp and promote? Uh, MattRalston.net. Uh, you got your getting, big uh, piece on the environmental. Getting threatened by Donald Trump's. Uh, no, are you people. going to Karen Silkwood on us? Because I, I read your piece and I think you don't have long to live. It was good. No one gives a shit. Matt, by the way, took on the entire like oil and natural gas industry. Uh, so you really, I mean, who's going to play you in the? Who's going to play you in the movie? You would be killed after you're killed. I'll make a movie. I don't know. They might get around to making that fifty years from now. It could I'm be. I think it's going to be a, fat, a large black woman. Who's going to play you? Because it's just much. No one cares about what the white, the, the tall white guy thinks. So it's got to be some kind of victim status. I uh, don't forget to re- buy Man Rules. Uh, Man Rules selling hot like hotcakes on Amazon. Uh, check out the book. Check out next week's Last Man on Earth podcast. Talk to you later. <laughs>